Thank you so much, uh, Hillary. Welcome to Monday. A lot on our plate today. Uh, we want to tell you first about our uh, Spotlight sponsor makes this uh, program possible, and that is um, Home Title Lock. Home Title Lock, Manhattan, 2,000 2, 2, complaints of deed fraud, and almost every case in, involved a faulty notarization. This is so easy to steal somebody's home. It's crazy. Really, truly crazy. It's actually called an epidemic in uh, Manhattan, and it is coming to a home near you, perhaps your home. Once the title is transferred to somebody who has just faked the notary, went down and filed the papers, they have your home, and they can take all the money out of your home. They can take loans out against it. It's really quite amazing. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. They're the only people that actually can uh, protect your home from fraudsters taking it. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Go there now. All right. Radio program. We begin a fresh week in about four seconds. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Helicopters were above head over the zebras and the owls and the pythons. Police cars roared down the crowded street full of smoke and chaos. Ambulance screams past the gates of the National Zoo in Sri Lanka. On the other side of the fence, a hotel full of tourists from all over the world, there just to celebrate Easter, but unable to, trapped in the rubble, or blind with confusion, and deafening white ringing in their ears. What happened to the world yesterday? We begin there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Blinds.com. Over 15 million windows have been covered now in America. 30 five-star customer reviews. Blinds.com, the number one online choice for uh, custom window coverings. Yeah, Blinds.com is really the best because you can make this whole process incredibly easy. I know uh, we decided to do this a while ago with Blinds.com. And they completely transform the house. The blinds make a huge difference. It's the easiest way you can do this, I think, without, like, you know, adding an addition is one thing, but it's going to ruin your life for six months. <laughs> yeah. This is like six months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like, you know, you can get this done quickly, easily, and it changes the entire fabric of your home. Uh, free samples, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Blinds.com. Take 40% off the customer favorites now. Take an extra 5% off with promo code BECK. That's blinds.com. 40% off an extra 5% off your total order now with promo code BECK at blinds.com. helicopters overhead just on the other side of the fence of the national zoo of sri lanka hotel full of tourists from all over the world just wanting to celebrate easter just before 9 a.m yesterday an explosion shook the air the church was packed with brightly dressed people on easter sunday 
It wasn't just one church. It was church after church after church. Yesterday, a day of peace. A day where if just the Christians would listen to the message of Christ to love our enemies to forgive to not have hatred the world would truly change a day of peace a day of hope a day of the resurrection of the man despite our darkest moments the day marking his resurrection It became a day of blood and ash and screaming and loss. Nine bombings yesterday. 207 people dead. 450 wounded. And they were all chosen specifically for their religious belief. Literally targeted at their church. Some people did something, all right. We've heard that phrase recently. We know it was a day where some people did something. Sri Lanka has been plagued by violence throughout its history, but it's been nearly a decade since the end of its civil war, and yesterday had nothing to do with Sri Lankan politics and everything to do with religious persecution. Christians specifically targeted there's no doubt christians worshipers of christ believers in christianity christians not easter worshipers easter worshipers seem to be the descriptor of the day yesterday how's that for a coordinated response they weren't easter worshipers we don't worship easter we worship a risen lord the Christus Christ that's what makes us Christians not Easter worshipers Christians face a new persecution a growing persecution in fact it's the worst persecution since the days right after Christ on Easter Jesus performed a miracle by rising from the dead. <laughs> But perhaps we're so close to being lost into nothingness that perhaps it will be another miracle if Christians even begin to stand up, let alone rise. It's time for Christians to recognize what's happening to their faith is faith in america dead can it rise again does even anyone really even know what it means to be a christian is empathy dead in america Will Christians begin to stand up in defense of their own faith? I'm not sure. 
But we have to. And we have to do it pretty darn soon. All right, let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Relief Factor, if you're in constant pain, you are definitely not alone. I had a great day yesterday because of Relief Factor. Um, yesterday went for a walk. Wasn't it beautiful? I don't know what it was oh, like yeah. in the rest of the country, but boy, it was beautiful here in Dallas. Just a perfect day. We had Easter out on the back patio and oh, went for a walk afterwards. It was just wonderful yesterday. And took a long walk with the family. Uh, tried to tried to walk off my wife's Italian uh, cooking, which was delicious. Um, but anyway, um, Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com and you too can feel better. Get out of pain. Call 800-500-8384. This is a 100% natural drug-free way to reduce the inflammation in your body. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. We pause now for 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, I, I am uh, I'm amazed at how we are we are viewing this Sri Lankan uh, event yesterday. This bombing, this intentional Islamist targeting of uh, uh, of churches. I guarantee you that there will be more ink spent on Glenn Beck being a conspiracy theorist. By saying, you know, I don't think this is, but if it's found out that it's is Islamists that have set uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame mm-hmm. on fire, you probably won't know about it because nobody will want to engage in that. And what would happen if Islamists actually burned down Notre Dame? They spent all last week saying what a conspiracy theory that was. No, that wasn't a conspiracy theory. ISIS has said Notre Dame is its number one target. ISIS has targeted that building twice. Now, they didn't do this. They didn't burn it down. But they even came out last week and still said they will not rebuild it. They're going to take that building out. So it's not a conspiracy theory. It is a collection of facts and then you look at what's happening and you say, is this it or is this not it? As it turns out, as I said that day, this is not an Islamic uh, terror uh, operation. Now, <clears throat> we spent all that time last week on Notre Dame. And the only reason why they spent that time is because that building is iconic. It's the building. It's not what the building represents. It's the building it's basically a tourist attraction to them. Correct. Correct. And a piece of history. Mm-hmm. It is, there is something more to that building. It is, you know, as Dennis Prager said uh, in an article this week, it was an omen for Christianity in the West. Are you dead? Are you, I mean, it's burning itself down to the ground. Are you dead, Christians? Well, in Sri Lanka... It's not burning itself down to the ground. People actually have to risk their lives for what they believe in. And they did this weekend. 
And what was the what was CNN's big angle? CNN's big angle was, uh, did you notice that uh, Donald Trump said that there were, what was it, 138 million dead? It was clearly a typo that was corrected immediately. What are you doing? Everything must be about Donald Trump. Every it's story. incredible. I mean, how about this? You know, we, we spent weeks and weeks and weeks talking about the terrible shooting in New Zealand. And the targeting mm-hmm. of Muslims. Uh, targeting of Muslims. Because, I mean, look at the hatred that's going on towards Muslims. And, of course, that's that was true in that case. And it deserved a lot of attention. It was a terrible incident. Um, but this one is... And, and, and very isolated in comparison to what's happening to Christians around the world. I mean, it really is widespread around the world with Christians now, and that's not something that Big is, gets covered. This is it's an incident that is, you know, orders of magnitude larger. Yeah. I mean, it's a much bigger, uh, you know, death toll here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 500 people injured, uh, almost 300 dead in these nine bombings so far. And that will, of course, uh, increase, I'm sure, as we go forward. And And let me ask you this, Stu. How ridiculous would it be for christians today to say we've got to take away people's bomb making ability stunningly that was uh that's already been done Uh, you know yeah i mean but it's ridiculous to think that okay so sri Sri lanka hard to get a gun in sri lanka i imagine oh yeah you should see the process of it and again you know they took away all the guns in are they're taking away all the guns in new zealand now they've already passed all these laws to do so you know they've they this the the New Zealand situation is nowhere close to Sri Lanka. Sri, Sri Lanka they got all the stuff that you could possibly want to ban guns, plus much 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 more than has ever been uh, presented here. And what happens? Well, now they just what, bomb six churches. times as many people are dead, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were able to do this. This is not even a, a largely funded. It's a l- relatively unknown Islamic extremist group that is uh, allegedly responsible for this. And yet they were able to kill 300 people in a, in a country where not only can you not make bombs legally, but you can't uh, possess firearms. I mean, I was looking at the report of this. It's, it's actually incredible what they you have to do. So not only there's no Second Amendment right to firearms, which, of course, is only in really two or three countries in the world actually have uh, something similar to the Second Amendment. And mm-hmm. they're all worse than, than ours as far as rights. Um, but... They don't do that, and they don't give you a license to buy firearms uh, unless you can prove you it's absolutely necessary to possess one. So what's that process like? Again, like there's not a ton of information. It's known to be very restrictive, but this is at least from... There's a Quora article about this of someone who lived there and worked in the, in the department. You know, you... I don't know. I wouldn't base, I wouldn't base my legal uh, rights on this particular article, but it's, mm-hmm. it is a fascinating one. So you go and you have to send an application to request a license to possess a firearm. Then you submit that, and then you have to give them all sorts of information. Once you submit it, they will attach their recommendation or disapproval letter, and that will be sent along to the Ministry of Defense. Again, this is just to get a gun. The Ministry of Defense will consider your application and will almost certainly reject it unless you make absolutely strong arguments on why you should be able to bear a firearm. If the Ministry of Defense... Uh, decides to issue a, a license to bear firearms, they 
they will decide which kind of firearm suits your case. Mm. Now, I, I mean, what, what's the situation? You have a, a legitimate security threat. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're some big celebrity. Mm-hmm. You're protecting a compound or something. They will sell to, to you. They will sell to you a model of firearm that they decide to sell you. You cannot buy firearms anywhere in Sri Lanka. How's that for restrictive? Once you get your arms on a firearm, you are not allowed to shoot it unless absolutely necessary. You have to report every single bullet shot by you. Oh, my gosh. They also permit you to uh, possess only a given number of bullets. You how, can, do you go to, how do you get proficient in it? You can only reobtain bullets. Reobtain is the word they use. From a licensed ammunition seller who is bound by law only to issue ammunition, uh, ammunition in an amount similar to the amount of cartridges or shells returned to them. Oh my so you need to bring all your empty casings shells, and yeah. shells and bring them in and then say, here, I've got 45, and then you can buy 45. That is, that's the process there. So they got every, a fever dream of like Bernie Sanders times Kamala Harris times Cory Booker as far as gun laws go and then add in a dash of the Green Party and the Socialist Workers Party like the most restrictive you could ever imagine and what happens six times as many people are dead in these attacks than the ones they were all saying were guns fault last time and again because it's Christians instead of Muslims that are the victim here and they were victims in both cases but the the attention will not be paid upon the victims here because it just doesn't Easter worshippers yeah yeah, I kept seeing that too. They were Easter, Easter worshippers. worshippers. Now look, here's the here's what is it? The, they're worshiping Easter. Easter? Yeah. They're worshiping the bunny. Well, the what bunny. are they doing yeah. exactly? Sure, sure. Isn't that amazing? Easter worshippers, not Christians. And the reason hmm. why we we showed you this last week um, in Europe itself, there were and I, I'm I'm going to just ballpark these numbers, but it's pretty close. There were eighteen hundred. Uh, hate crimes that were filed in the EU last year. 1,800 hate crimes. Out of the 1,800, about 100 of them were against Islamists, okay, or Muslims. Um, Two or 300 were against Jews. The rest were Christians. The rest were Christians. It was like 1,364 Acts of hate against Christians. Christians are under attack all over the world. And no one is talking about it. Including our own churches. With what's happening in China alone is horrific. And I'm sorry to say, but it looks like the Pope is not helping the Christian churches. The Catholic churches in uh, China, he is he is on the wrong side of what's happening with the Catholic churches and the Catholic parishioners in China. But Christians are are being targeted in China. They're being targeted in Burma. They're being targeted in Africa, in Europe, in the Middle East, in Asia, all over the world. And no one is standing up for them. No one's standing up for our own faith. We are all sitting here. We, if you went to church yesterday, did you at all, at all, have a feeling or a fleeting thought 
this is this is this is dying this is all going away where where is the church the dynamic church that we had when i was growing up now if you're lucky you live in a place like we do where the churches are dynamic but this is an oasis here I mean, it is not like this in the rest of the country. If you are, if you are up north, tell me your church is as healthy as it was. Even five years ago. Tell me our faith. You know, I was sitting in, I was sitting in church waiting for the service uh, yesterday, and I was, I was reading my scriptures, and I was, I was overwhelmed by Luke 6. Tell me we're living this, but love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. So in other words, are we just doing this, loving our enemies and doing good to our enemies, lending them stuff, lending a helping hand and hoping for nothing in return? Are we even doing that part? For he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. So in other words, we're supposed to do it because he is kind to the unthankful and the evil. Be therefore merciful. Judge not. Condemn not. Forgive. Are we even doing this? How many of us we're missing someone at the table for Easter because of politics. How many people on Easter had some ridiculous... I didn't understand the Civil War years ago. How many of us are having some ridiculous Civil War kind of thing where our family is split apart? Where you can't talk to each other at the table or at church? There's a reason Christianity is on the ropes. It's because we're not living it. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, so the USCCA got such an overwhelming response with a free gun giveaway. They're extending this deadline uh, a bit. They're giving 19 guns away. It's the United States Concealed Carry Association, the top provider of self-defense uh, uh, education and training and legal protection in the country. They love giving guns away to responsible uh, Americans. That's why they are extending the offer for the 19 guns until Friday, April 26th. That is this coming Friday. Um, giving the guns, <laughs> giving the guns away. All you have to do is just text Beck to eight seven two 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 Beck eight seven two two two. When you text Beck. To that number, you are registered to win. Uh, I think you have four or five chances right now. They register for all your, uh, no, 19, your 19 chances to win. Just text the word BECK to 87222, B-E-C-K to the number 87222, and get ready to win your brand new firearm from the USCCA. 
We have more detail on the attacks in Sri Lanka coming up tonight on Glenn Beck TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. If you ask me, Simply Safe is the only company doing home security right. Because the traditional companies have outdated systems and expensive long-term contracts. Or you have security gadgets that you need to monitor yourself. But Simply Safe has the around-the-clock 24 professional monitoring and police dispatch covering every door and window in your home for $15 a month. Plus, you can install it yourself in less than an hour. Get 10% off your system right now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Well, luckily, he was not worshiping Easter in uh, in Sri Lanka yesterday, as so many Easter worshippers were. Uh, no, I worshipped Easter here in the states. Here in the yesterday. states, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's the way the uh, news media is uh, treating the Sri Lankan Christians. Uh, they were Easter worshippers. They weren't Christians. They were Easter worshippers. There were some Passover enthusiasts as well uh over the weekend i don't know if you <laughs> really? noticed some of them no. yeah yeah and uh some mosque supporters i mm. noticed uh, mm. that were out and okay. about on right. uh, friday okay. which was weird all right yeah all right um uh welcome to the program pat gray how you. are you i am uh, i'm good so uh dennis prager wrote a an article this weekend that said is was the fire of notre dame an omen to the Christian world, you're dying. You're being burnt down to the ground. Hmm. Where are you? You could look at it that way. You really could, and and we kind of are. Uh, the difference in the coverage between what happened in Sri Lanka and what happened in New Zealand mm-hmm. has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. You just have to look at uh, Hillary Clinton's tweets to see one of the not so subtle differences. Like when it when it happened, she tweeted out that she um, sent out condolences, and her heart goes out to all Muslims. And then this weekend, it was her heart goes out to all faiths. Oh well, okay, but the faith that was attacked was Christianity. Well, Easter worshippers, and yes, the Easter worshippers, and, and I believe Easter opponents <laughs> were the ones that actually conducted the attacks. Easter opponents. No, see, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, you know, people of all faiths should be upset by this. They should. However, it's not that, you know, you got to, wait a minute, what about us? It's not that. It's the, the fact that Christians are ignored. Yeah. And if we don't, if we don't stop ignoring what's happening, I mean, you know, first they came for the trade unionists, but I wasn't a trade unionist. Okay, first they came for the Christians, and you are a Christian, but you're not even standing up. I yeah. mean, think of that poem. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't a trade unionist, so I said nothing. And by the time they got to me, there was no one left to defend me. Well, wait. This Hold is it. A, this is like first they came for the Jews, and I was Jewish, and I was not interested in stopping them. Like, <laughs> right. End of poem. End That's a, a poem. terrible poem. <laughs> it's horrible. Well, I was busy on Facebook. Yeah, and so I didn't think it really related to nah. me. I mean, it was those those other Easter worshippers. I did post some really nice recipes on Instagram though. Yeah. Oh, and I, yeah. And that helped yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think. That's good. I will I'm say, good. Pat, I, I think you're with me on this. It's tough to take this from Glenn Beck. I mean, this is a guy who just last week listed among the possibility mm-hmm. of a secondary outcome mm-hmm. uh, uh, that potentially Muslims and their extremist elements c- 
could attack a church. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was a totally different church. They went to a totally different series of churches to attack them. <laughs> and here's this buffoon on radio and television blabbing on about, hey, you know what? Here's a third possibility for the attacks that might be plausible, though I don't think it's likely that Muslims did this. <laughs> church where it occurred what a buffoon <laughs> oh man oh god it's just tough to take when you look at it like that it is uh it's fun isn't it it's uh, fun yeah but it's well, sure no, fun. He, he, look 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 <clears throat> i'm with hillary clinton I, I i i my heart goes out to all faiths including this one this is a story from the huffington post hail satan Satanists. <laughs> that is. The, oh, I would yeah, be surprised okay. if you just stopped the, there. The, honestly, the headline is <laughs> Satan is having a moment. Satanists, it turns out, are everything you think they're not: patriotic, charitable, charitable, ethical, equality-minded, dedicated to picking up litter with pitchforks on an Arizona highway. That is that much is clear in the fantastic <sighs> new documentary "Hail Satan." which chronicles the rise of the Satanic Temple, a, a movement that has little to do with its titular religion, political activist coalition, and meta-cultural revolution. By reclaiming the pop iconic... Uh, icon, say it. I can... I can I, anyway, imagery that has long, <laughs> that has long frightened... Iconography? E- yes. Has long frightened evangelical America. <clears throat> devil worship... Ritualistic sacrifice, horns, pentagrams, and the so-called black mass. The satanic temple aims to catch people's attention, then surprise them with messages of free speech and compassion and liberty and justice for all. No wonder so much membership has spiked since Donald Trump's election. (sighs) This is a... 10-page, 12-page story. I've noticed they keep doing this. On uh, <clears throat> the the moment that Satan is having right now. And they seem to be, there, there's an effort now to make Satanism not about Satan. Have you noticed that? It's mm-hmm. it's about something well, else. Uh, a know, statement or something. Chevy, uh-huh. you know, yeah. she, why would you, do you think Chevy's going to run an advertisement? Hey, some of our cars burst into flames. Probably not. <laughs> no, they kind of no. de-emphasize the bolt. Yeah. Or the volt. <laughs> the volt. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of, kind of. Let's let's not concentrate on that. Hey, remember we used to make the Pinto, and that blew up too. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, listening to a podcast on Friday. Uh, it's called the News and Why It Matters, and uh, there's this guy on there who's you know blabbing on about some new poll uh, that showed a decline in religious uh, religion in the United States. Some crackpot. Probably. It was a yeah, it was a crackpot yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he brought up an interesting point. Which is uh, over the la- from 1938 to 1998, mm-hmm. this guy Pat something or other said mm-hmm. uh, the religious uh, affiliation or was it, it was actually church membership is the technical term mm-hmm. um, ranged between 70 and 73 percent of the United States from 1938 to 1998. Since 1998, it's dropped from 70 to 50. That's I mean, that is a dramatic, dramatic. change in, in the fabric years, of our country. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I mean, Europe has experienced even more dramatic change. And, you know, in some cases, it's like down to 4% attendance. So we're doing better than that. But this, 
that used to be our main calling card. Mm-hmm. That used to be what stood out about us. That we were we great because we were good. We don't live it. Yeah. We just don't live it. Why? I think people are like, why would I go to church? Seriously, why would I go to church? So I can be a hypocrite the rest of the week? I'm not going to live that. And mm-hmm. the people who are going, generally speaking, and I don't mean this. I this mean, is certainly how people see it, though. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great people that go to church. A lot of great people. But, you know, some of us just aren't living it every day. And then what makes it worse, we're we're preaching we're preaching at those people. Look at you. Well, you're a bad person. <laughs> Excuse me? Dude, you're doing the same things. You're just going to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people see and feel. And there's nobody. When you go into churches, a lot of times, you're not hearing messages that relate to what's going on. I mean, our churches, think of, think of the American Revolution the American Revolution, the pulpits were on fire on teaching what your rights were. They're not now. Now, they weren't, they weren't preaching vote this way or vote that way or do this or do that. They were just teaching biblical truths on what your rights are and what your responsibility is. Who's teaching that? Not Who even is- school. Not even schools anymore. Of course not. And they're teaching the opposite. Mm-hmm. They are teaching... Um, uh, social justice, mm-hmm. which now means something entirely different than it did when the Catholics started this in the 1800s. It's totally, totally different. It was meant to reinforce at the time, as people got rich, what your duty is as an individual. Now it's not about individuals. It's about the collective. And it's about what the collective has to do to have collective salvation. That is, that is absolutely anti-Christ preaching. I mean, we can get that reading the, you know, hey, Satan's a great guy. I mean, look at how, I mean, if you want to talk about living in biblical times, Good will be made bad. Bad will be made good. Huffington Post. Satan is having a moment, and it's good. Meanwhile, Christianity is bad. Now, I don't mind if you say, you know, Christianists, the people who are just, they just want everybody to live their way. Call them a Christianist. Okay, I don't like those people. But I kind of dig Jesus. Jesus is a pretty good guy. Jesus is a pretty good a pretty good archetype for us to be looking at. Nobody's even talking about that. I think the Doobie Brothers said it best when they said Jesus is just all right with me. I, th- I think. Can I, can I tell wow. you something? He said a mouthful back then. Yeah. Can I yeah. tell you something? Mm-hmm. That was part of the Jesus movement yeah. in the 70s. They swung, they swung so far to the hippies, but they didn't come back to the churches as they were. The churches changed and, and realized it's about Jesus. And there was a Jesus movement Back in the early 70s, mm-hmm. we need a Jesus movement. We don't need a revival of our, of our churches. We need a Jesus movement. We need Jesus to be in our churches and affecting the people who are going to the churches because he'll bring them out, not another band. 
Not another, you know, fancy preacher. But what you're actually being taught, and you know what's crazy is that that book, it hasn't been changed. I mean, we should all know it by now. It hasn't been changed in quite some time. How come we're not teaching it? Yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit on the News and Why It Matters on Friday, um, in that part of this is people who are become, who used to be religious and that cha- is changing to people who are agnostic or atheist. It's also the people who are still religious but are no longer members of church of the church the way the fra- the poll is actually phrased is are you a member of a church and that has dropped as well i think in the poll 73 percent uh were of people who were religious were members of church of the church and now it's that's down to 64 percent uh, it's not a huge change but it is a change and we kind of talked about this in that like i think part of that is churches a lot of times now seem to be a little too pragmatic like they, they're kind of like they're not taking on the controversial thing. They're not. I mean, not asking anything of their parishioners. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think like what I want, at least what I want out of a church, I think is some is a, is a place that's going to ground me in the principle, right? So mm-hmm. no matter what it feels like, I should do this week, and the overwhelming pressure from the outside, it's like a place where I can shut all that off and say, wait a minute, back off. Look at the principle for a second. What's the actual teaching? Where are we supposed to go? And instead, we get this sort of like, well, look, we have to understand that X, Y, and Z needs to happen in certain cases yeah. too often, I think, from it, churches, generally speaking. And you know what it is? I, I think, Pat, is in Ephesians where, I forgive me for all of the Southern listeners who are like, oh my gosh, you can't quote it. Um, <laughs> but I think it's in Ephesians where it says, you know, we are not fighting flesh and bone. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're fighting evil right now. And we all think that we're fighting flesh and bone. We think we're fighting Ocasio-Cortez or Donald Trump or whatever. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're fighting what the Huffington Post is glorifying. Yes, exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Exactly right. And our churches aren't saying that. They're not saying, look, forget about the personalities. Forget about the parties. Here's good. Here's evil. Here's the difference. Here's how you can tell the difference, and it's all in the gospel. And you're acting like uh, like some of the bad guys because look what it says we're supposed to do, and mm-hmm. are we doing that? That's what our faith needs to teach. <clears throat> and I think that's why we are seeing such a drop in attendance. Thank you so much. Uh, Nice. Pat just broke the studio. Pat broke the studio. Um, if we're still on the air, let me tell you about uh, Norton Security. <laughs> Norton Security um, is a uh, is a company that we have trusted for a very long time uh, for you know our computers and keeping everything safe. Well, Norton has just gotten into the VPN business. Now, this is really important because this is just an extension of what they've already done. Right now, you are under attack. All the time, especially if you are using, you know, free wireless. If you're using somebody's Wi-Fi, even in your own home, you're under attack. Norton has a VPN, which is a virtual private network. Uh, and it is a it's a, a way for you to not have cookies tracking you, not have people be able to sit in the coffee shop as you're on the free public Wi-Fi tracking you finding out all of your passwords and everything else. And Norton is the company you can trust. They do not track you at all. 
It's Norton.com slash VPN. Norton.com slash VPN. Price starts at about $3.33. You download an app. You uh, put the passcode in one time, and then your devices are working on a a virtual private network. It is Norton.com slash VPN. Do it now. So we have uh, we have <laughs> Stu's review, which mm. believe me, there's no spoilers because he's never watched Game of Thrones, so he has no idea who the characters are. But we're having him review it uh, every Monday, uh, and so you get a very different look uh, at <laughs> the winter that is finally arrived uh, last night. If you're a Game of Thrones, uh, yeah, it goes- the, the war is fi- it didn't start, but it's finally ready to start, right? And uh, I will not give you any spoilers because I don't understand anything that's going on. Yeah, uh, I've just—I've not only have I never seen an episode before this season, the final season, I've never read anything about it. I've not been interested in it at all. I don't know any of the characters' names. I don't know <laughs> don't any know the actors. Doesn't know <laughs> so, the comedic references. No, nothing. No idea so it's happening. a very good review. You're going to get that uh, <laughs> coming up uh, next hour. Uh, also, a. a a surprise in Ukraine. Uh, they just elected a comedian. We'll we'll get to that next hour as well. All right. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Relief Factor. Relief Factor, 100% uh, drug-free, created by doctors. Four key ingredients. Don't know what they are. Don't honestly don't care. Don't care. Um, makes me feel better. Could be... Uh, aluminum cans all crushed up. I'm good. That's one of the ingredients. Makes me feel better. I'm good. Is that is that wrong? If you are somebody who actually cares about your health and stuff, yeah, whatever. Um, you can get this drug-free, all 100% natural, three, three-week quick start for $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start go on to order more. Do it now at relieffactor.com. Feel better relieffactor.com The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Politics is even crazier in the Ukraine. We'll tell you about that coming up in a second and also I want you to know there's no spoilers. If you missed Game of Thrones last night, there's no spoilers because reviewing it is stew who has only watched two episodes. The last two. The last two episodes. So he really, he's got an interesting look at Game of Thrones, uh, and he'll review last night's episode in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. For all of your biggest achievements in life, who is that one person who has always been there? unconditionally supporting you every step of the way it's usually your mom your mom is your biggest fan your mom is the one that is absolutely irreplaceable now mother's day is is coming up and 1-800-flowers.com can help you get ahead of the uh, mother's day rush they'll give you an exclusive 36 for 36 36 sorbet roses for 36 dollars that's a dollar per rose you're not getting that anyplace else. It is an impressive uh, mix of pastel shades in pink and orange and lavender. The, gar- the roses are guaranteed to make her smile. Now, you can order this for Mother's Day. May I suggest also 
if your uh, mother worked as hard as my wife did yesterday on food, send your send your mom, send your wife flowers and say thank you for Easter dinner because it was mm. unbelievable. It was at least at my house. I don't know if you leftovers uh, come in today or what's the mm, situation yeah, they with did. that? Yeah, they did. Okay, so... prime rib. Oh. Sorry, Mister Vegan, <laughs> uh, and really good lasagna. Anyway, one eight hundred flowers. They're picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Thirty six roses for thirty six dollars. An amazing offer, but hurry, the offer expires this Friday. To order the 36 for 36, go to 1-800-Flowers.com. You have to click on the radio icon and enter the promo code B-E-C-K. That'll take you to the page where this offer is. 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. This offer ends on Friday, so do it right now. 1-800-Flowers.com. This is such a bad version of this. It's dramatic. It's like on a recorder. You can feel the power of the series, I think, through this. Can can you? Mm -hmm. Now, you are not necessarily a fan, but you're not an anti-fan either. You're not against it. No, I mean, I've heard really good things about it. And sometimes when you hear the hot series and you don't watch it, you know, you wind up Getting catching up later and really get into it. I mean, that's Mm. happened to me. It happened to me with Breaking Bad. Like, I didn't watch Breaking Bad at the beginning. wound up really loving that show. So I, I maybe that's going to be the same thing here. Though in Breaking Bad, I didn't try to jump in in the last season, right? And understand it with no context, right? And you are specifically asking for no help. I want no help here. I'm, I'm yeah. not doing any internet research. I'm not going back and rewatching things intentionally because right. I don't. I want it to be a pure Can experience. You stop this music. No, it's great. This is killing me. All right, so. Thank you. So, what is this? The the, the club mix? <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, Stu is here with your Game of Thrones update. Uh, the second episode in the season, final season of Game of Thrones. I think there's some pretty big things that happened uh, this week. Really? Yeah. First okay. of all, biggest all right. one, I think. Uh, there are seven kingdoms. <laughs> yes, which there is, are seven kingdoms. That's huge. I, did, yeah. I had no idea you what the number. That. No, I did okay. not. Okay. All right. Somebody was pushed out of a tower. Okay, that happened in a in a in a flashback scene. Okay, yes. Okay? yes. So I don't know what the context of that was or who the two people were, but, but someone was pushed, was pushed out of tower, tower and fell dramatically. Right, did not okay. look good. All right. Uh, then the open happens. The open animation is very very long. I it's incredible how <laughs> yes. long it is. I you know it is amazing how animation you know like Seinfeld a thirty minute show it ran like a minute. You're like. <laughs> You got oh. 22. Now you've got 21. <laughs> Shut up with the and we we sat through it. Oh, now, the Cosby Show one was like yeah, it was like each character for like 40 seconds dancing in a different sweater. I know it was How crazy. Is- <laughs> it's crazy when you go back and watch them, and now you see something like Game of Thrones, which is a little lengthy. Yeah, and it's just a bunch of models, like really cheesy looking models of. I well, guess that's new this season. That's new. Yeah. Okay, I think it- I don't know. I only saw the last part because I always hit skip intro. Right. Because it kind of has you like swooping through these landscapes yeah, of really yeah. cheesy models. And it reminded me of the old Tales of the Crypt uh, open, mm-hmm. except there's no puppet skeleton that pops up at the right, end. Okay. Although right. I don't, spoiler alert, it could happen. Okay. I don't know. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So the other thing I wanted to address, this is, this one's annoying me for real, is that the Game of Thrones font that everyone keeps saying, oh, the Game of Thrones font. Okay. It's just a normal font with three lines vertically <laughs> through the O's. Okay. That's right. the only okay. difference. 
All right. I, I don't think this is the kind of okay. update people are looking for. Okay. But. So, all right. Again, I will say, if you know these characters, there may be spoiler alerts in here because I'm describing things that I don't know which ones are important and which ones to skip. So, if you if you haven't watched the episode and you're a big fan, you can read the update online afterwards. I heard your okay. episode. I heard your recap last week. I didn't even understand it. Okay. Good. So. Okay. All right. The Blondie Queen. Uh, mm-hmm. She wants a. She wants the guy in beard's sister to send troops. Uh, which she is not doing. So that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And the bearded guy apparently is Angry Elf's brother. And the, and the, this is the a big sister, revelation for you last night. Well, yes, that the bearded I, guy might be the brother of the elf. Yeah, that's okay. a big development. And right. also the sister of the, the, the woman who's not sending troops, who I don't know who that is yet, but someone right. out there. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Now, they, uh, they used to all be at war. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and now they're not, but they still don't really like each other all that much. Uh, then there's the matronly woman who kind of stands up and she vouches for Beard Guy, and she says she was sexually assaulted and that the Beard Guy defended her, which makes all of his previous murder attempts okay. Is that the redhead, redheaded matronly? Woman? No, I think she's blondish, and she kind of stood up to defend. I must have missed that part okay. or you got right. that wrong, That's but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so then there's this Backstreet Boy in the wheelchair character, <laughs> yes. which I, I found not very interesting. Right. He looks like a boy band member. He's right. in a wheelchair all the time. Got it. And he seems to just kind of stare pensively at people right. a lot. Right. That seems to be his role. Uh-huh. And then there's the frumpy girl. And now the frumpy girl, she was in the last episode and she likes swords a lot. And she hung out with the, uh, with the, with the goatee guy. And I got to say, the goatee guy, I know is one of the main characters, but I lost him. I can't tell which one it was. So my last description of goatee guy, I don't remember now who that was. Like, I couldn't recreate who the same... I couldn't... I couldn't... You can't tell the, the difference because they're they all... They all look the same! They're not, they're identical people! <laughs> well, they're all... Everyone in the entire series is identical. Well, That's there's the not a lot of razors or no. water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of showering going on. Every, and everybody's so wearing... and cold and dirty. <laughs> and everybody's wearing black. It's like being in Manhattan. <sighs> everybody's okay. just wearing black. They all kind of look the same. And they're miserable. I guess. Yes. Okay, so then uh, the frumpy girl, she can throw knives very accurately. Yes. And she wants some sort of weapon made for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then they go to this bright red tree. Yeah. And at the bright red tree... <laughs> right. Is the is the Backstreet Boy in the wheelchair, and he's right. he's out there, and it just seems completely implausible that he could wheel himself on this wheelchair through all of this snow and terrain to get to this location. Right, it's not like there's a sidewalk with curbs anywhere. Near. Exactly, it would be very difficult. <laughs> right. And I I hope there's that no that's handy capable, uh, you know, access to any part in. Thank you. Yes, okay. I really am hoping that in future episodes they have like a flashback to how he got there. Right. How did he How did he traverse the rocks it and the snow? His Hysterical. <laughs> I just hysterical. want to see that. Him stuck with his wheels <laughs> in the mud and the snow. Can somebody help me out here? <laughs> it would be incredibly would be challenging. Great. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, a lot uh, of upper body strength is what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's something. See, this is where we're getting a review. You're not going to get anyplace else. Nobody is talking about the, what do you call him? The wheelchair? Back- uh, Backstreet Boy in the wheelchair. Backstreet yeah. and his upper body strength. So, right. No one's right. covered that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're at this tree, mm-hmm. and uh, the bearded guy, who I learn apparently was the person who actually pushed the Backstreet Boy 
who was not in a wheelchair, out of the window. Yes. And I think that may have caused the wheelchair situation. Yes. Okay. Again, not a spoiler unless you're on season one. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> it's been that long. <laughs> All right. So uh, Angry Elf mm-hmm. and uh, his brother, uh, the the beard guy, mm-hmm. um, they they seem to think that their sister was trash, and they but they sort of love her anyway. Okay. They had a conversation about about that. Mm-hmm. Then there's this guy who looks like kind of like Ricky Gervais and Lenny from Laverne and Shirley. He visits uh, the the Queen Blondie lady. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think Laverne so. and Was Shirley. He... Remember Lenny? And then you remember you know Ricky Gervais. If they yeah. look, we have all sorts of alternative lifestyles. Is that he are, thinner? Is he thinner than Ricky Gervais? Maybe I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I think I know I who you're talking I can't about. Place but that I'm person. Not. But they visit Queen Blondie, and they used to not like each other, but now they do. Which is the relationship dynamic of every person on the <laughs> I was show? Just gonna I say, just, you're not helping no. me out with that. <laughs> every conversation is the same conversation, yeah. which is, "Hey, I know you used to try to kill me all the time, but we're for friends now." Like that's <laughs> that interaction happens all the time. All right. Uh, it was a much more complex life back then. It was. We had social. We have social media that we mm-hmm. now have to navigate. But they were just trying to kill each other, and you you never knew. Like, are you my friend now, or is this a plot to kill me? Oh my gosh! Can you yeah. imagine the tweets going back and forth between Queen Blondie and Beard Guy if that was around <laughs> back then? That would have been incredible. Um, okay, so uh, I will say this. I noticed this was kind of a big revelation for me during this particular episode that the blonde queen, her eyebrows are remarkably dark for her hair color. <laughs> Again, I don't right? think like, this that is... was noticeable. <laughs> right. 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 Is that a thing? Do well, people talk about that a lot? No, that's a... no, they don't. She was okay. out in the sun a lot. Okay. She's more of a, she, she, she's one that is, is up in Winterfell saying now, I mean, I can't take this. It's always gray. It's always dark. It's always cold. I this mm-hmm. is not me. Right. She's more of a sun worshiper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can okay. see that. Yeah. Um, now here's another one, and this is a, if you're if you've only joined, you know, now this may be a spoiler <laughs> alert, but uh, the blonde queen lady, she's in love with John, which I think might be John Snow. Not a spoiler. That's not, not a spoiler. Okay, no. is, is it Jon Snow? It is okay. Jon right. Snow. Right. That's the goatee guy? I, I may, no, yes. no, no. Maybe? It was definitely a guy with a beard, but again, that does not right. narrow it down at all. This was the guy that you were trying to place last week. Right, yes. And you said, I don't know who he they is. Were, they were doing the dragon thing. They were flying on dragons yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yes. yes. That's and, him. Okay. And that's, you got it? That's Jon Snow. That's Jon Snow. That's a big character, I feel yeah. like, in this thing. That's, I want people to know that they should watch for him to do stuff, because yeah. I think he's going to be one of these active characters in the show. Yeah, he's the one of the central characters, yes. Okay. Uh, there's some conflict between Blondie and a redhead about a throne in the north. Okay? <laughs> okay. Watch for that right. in developing <laughs> episodes. Okay. okay, got it. The redhead is hugging someone. Uh-huh. And I don't know who it is because everyone looks the same. But they were hu- she was hugging someone. Okay. Um, a little kid wants to join the war and eat soup. Mm. The soup did not look good. Right. Um, not a big plot point. Then there's a big moment where the someone is here alarm sounds. Yes. They have a they have like a simply safe system. Yeah. Like when someone approaches, yes. you go, yeah. And like you. Right. Okay. Um, and then the red hair burly guy comes in, and he was a big character throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a, a there's a beard guy there, another beard guy, and an eye patch guy there, and they were all together. 
Um, whoever is coming now, there's some, uh-huh. this is something that people might not understand mm-hmm. if they're going and coming into season eight, episode two, and mm-hmm. didn't see season eight, episode mm-hmm. one. <laughs> but something or someone is coming. Winter is coming. It's just the it's just winter. Well, that's that was the first line of the series was winter is coming, and now winter is finally here. It's been, I mean, the entire, I will say, I, I this has can't been, tell if you're making an analogy because, like, it has been cold the entire time. <laughs> yes, no, it's it's an analogy. And the name of the place is also Winterfell, Winterfell which yeah. I learned last episode. Right, good, mm-hmm. good, good. Um, but somebody, I feel like an army or a monster or <laughs> yes. an attacker of some sort yes. is coming. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and Look so. you, you're trying so hard. I am. <laughs> And they're coming before the sun comes up. So it's like tomorrow, like within the next few hours. Okay. So the army is unbeatable except for one weak point. May I ask you mm-hmm. a question? How do you know that they're coming? If I just told you winter is coming, which is an analogy, when they said they're coming before sunup. It could be another know? analogy. It could be another analogy. Right. How do you know what the analogy is and what the actual time is well again all this is contextual so i feel like they they were they were drinking they were saying we're not going to live to the next day they were not okay. a confident force <laughs> i will say this was uh i would say that was accurate yeah. this was a, like a you know a one eight matchup in the nba playoffs right they, okay. they, they, they just did not seem confident uh they did they did however have the possibility of knocking out this army because of one weak point Mm-hmm. Like the Death Star. They have a Death Star possibility, it seemed like. Yes. If they could just bomb yes. or put like... Yeah, lob know, that like thingy. you used to when you were gopher hunting back on the Tatooine. other planet. Right. Yes. It was like that. If they could do right. that, they can wipe all of them right. out at the same time. Which is, again, like every army in every series seems to do this. It's like, yeah. don't put one weak point. <laughs> right. That's all you have to do right. is not do the one weak point thing and you win all the time. Well, but you don't necessarily know that one weak point until it's too late. But That's somehow true. your enemy does. But they always do. You never, you you never, never sense see it. it. Um, let's see. Uh, someone killed a White Walker. I don't know what a White Walker is, okay. but they were very proud of that. All right. Um, the brother of the angry elf was sleeping with his sister. So the brother of the angry elf was sleeping with his sister, which I think means it's also angry elf's sister. Yeah, good for you. Yes. This is, yes. Re- I mean, this is not something you should be watching. I'm just right. disappointed in yeah. you. Right. Um, You're right on that. There was uh, some. There was a bunch of uh, sexual stuff that went on. The frumpy girl yeah. got naked, and she looked a lot less frumpy. Okay, when she got out of her All clothing, right. I right. noticed that. Um, then uh, there was the scary opposing army. Okay, that they mm-hmm. finally. I guess this is the group that's coming. Yes, and and they are there, and they're in the visual con- connection to the actual right. castle, Winterfell, which yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, and I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. Again, spoiler alert. There's a big revelation. Beard guy, I think, is someone named Sir Jamie of Lannister. Sir Jamie Lannister is of- beard guy. Not a revelation. <laughs> but, so not a spoiler okay. again. But it was a big... It was a, a big reveal It was to a me. big reveal to you. They yes. said his name and everything. Yes, and there it is. Uh, the update. I mean, the I show to- is a little better than that but a thorough thorough look at last night's episode with uh, courtesy Stu. hbo thank you very there. much thank you very much all right real estate agents i trust.com housing market is on fire somebody came to me yesterday and said glenn 
uh, my husband and I are uh, we sit down at church and uh, and they go they're like hey happy Easter happy Easter Lord is risen hey listen um, my husband and I are thinking about uh, selling our house and I'm like do it well I mean we don't know do it uh, right now interest rates are falling uh, people are buying homes now is the time things are go- winter is coming real estate agents i trust.com they will introduce you to the best agent in your area we've done our homework we built a network of the most successful hardest working like-minded agents and they are eager to help you with your biggest investment they are agents with a huge and long track record of performance they are experts in your area they will they will do business like you do because they share your values. You're looking to buy or sell. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Get the right person the first time. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Very, very good, Stu. Thank very you. Good. Yes. I thought I, yeah. I thought I nailed something. Yeah. I, at some point, do I actually begin to understand what's happening? Do you think? Because I really, uh, I really, I mean, I get a general sense that there's a there's no. the good guys maybe fighting a bad guys that are coming, and yeah, outside no. of that, I have no concept of no. what's occurring. No, I don't think you. I mean, you get a better handle on on who's who, but I don't think you get the the context. Last night, I thought it was kind of almost like a um, Empire Strikes Back. You know, Empire oh, Strikes the Back. the best one. It's the best one of the entire series. Well, okay, then it's not Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back was kind of just the build-up to, you know, it's the middle. There's a little, yeah, you're saying setup almost. Yeah, it's okay. a lot of setup for the, you know, for the close, or what used to be the close. Uh, and so there's a, just a lot of setup there. And so last night was just kind of like the tying in of all of the people that you've seen over the seven years all coming together who are all like, like, tonight's the night, huh? Yeah, we're all dead that tomorrow. That was almost that was, every conversation. Yeah. Well, because it, it's been coming for seven years. The one review I, I read on this today was, uh, it said, uh, finally. Game of Thrones pays off. The war is coming. The war, it, but it didn't. The war is still coming. It didn't start last right. night. It's just you can see the armies together now, and you're like, oh, maybe in the next three episodes we'll start to see a war. I mean, literally, it's the craziest thing. Literally, the opening line is winter is coming, which is is talking about this war. So for seven years they have been building to this season i mean it's people crazy. love this show but that is not a sell for it like you no, have it not is, no 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 but it is because the characters are so good yeah all of the characters are so good you're just you're you know you're seeing you could tell it's really well done i mean it's really well done. well acted really and, well done you know but i it's quality of Braveheart every single week. But I don't think it's a good idea for them to just put on this season eight with no previous seasons. They shouldn't do it like <laughs> no, that. No, they should. They should there, have. There are the pre- you could go back and watch them, and I recommend after this season, right? You go and 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 you know maybe give that a whirl. Give that a whirl. Uh, it's kind of a unique idea in uh, radio and television to watch the other seasons before you review huh. this season, but. 
We thought we'd try You're something different. To Glenn Beck. Cybercrime getting worse. Almost every day we hear about, you know, massive data breaches. There was another one, 150 gigabytes of just plain text marketing data, including 763 million unique email addresses. Now, here's the thing. These things are kind of, it's like a chop shop uh, where they'll take and they'll chop these things up and they, they have all these email addresses on the dark web. And then somebody else will have your social security number and somebody else will have your your banking, you know, uh, information and they put it all together. And that's when you really have problems. So good chunks of your data are already out there, guaranteed. When they put them all together is when you're you're in trouble. And that could happen at any time. Lifelock.com. Use the promo code back. Lifelock.com. You'll save 10% right now. You'll get uh, 10% off your first year. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but LifeLock is the best, and if something happens, they work to fix it. It's LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Tune in tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern for Glenn TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go. You get 10 bucks off when you use the promo code Glenn. So you want to talk about... You want to talk about how america has you know we don't we don't we don't share things anymore uh, part of that is because of the breakdown of media and in a good way i mean we're in the golden era of television right now have you have you heard or seen a show called uh eat killing eve i have not it is really really good really killing good eve yeah, I never even heard. Again, like that's what's amazing about this is there's these. Every once in a while, I stumble upon a series that almost was specifically designed for me. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. like, how did I not know about this? Is it did five seasons and it ended yeah. in 2012? I know. And you're it was like, on TV and how? you're like, no idea. I love Lucy. When I love Lucy come uh, was out, uh, it had a 92 share, <laughs> which meant that about 70 percent of the American population was watching I Love Lucy. And you had to watch it live. So imagine, I remember wow. I remember this, you know, in the days of MASH and even Seinfeld and Friends, where you would talk the next day, and uh, up until really TiVo, you would say, no, 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 don't, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. Oh, yeah. Because I know? remember going on the air the next day, and you'd have that you spoil, like you'd try to talk about it without talking about the shows and this is again like you know 19 late 90s early 2000s yeah but in the early 90s you just talked about it you just talked about it in the in the 80s you just talked about it right because it was the only way you were ever going to see it unless you saw the rerun six months later yeah you're just everybody everybody watched it live so now nobody i mean here game of thrones uh had a uh 17.4 is that a share or is that the rating 17.4 17.4 million Americans watched it. That's what it is, an okay. actual number. 17.4 million Americans watched it, which is what? 5%? 5% of the population. 5% of the population. Yeah, roughly. 70% of the population <laughs> was watching I Love Lucy. 70. And Game of Thrones is everywhere. 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 I mean, it's and yet, how many people have never seen a single episode? Don't, couldn't tell you anything about it. Me. I mean, until, two, until the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's crazy how fragmented, uh, how fragmented we really are, um, and how 
we are united on the thing that we're most divided about politics we we are more united on politics but we disagree with each other than i think anything else now isn't that sad i want to i want to give you a scenario imagine for a second the united states economy had collapsed and a coup has occurred and then china invades california and they annex the entire western seaboard now imagine you know in the absence of a george washington resurrection we elect conan o'brien so we've got conan o'brien as president of the united states and we've we've knowingly elected him to get us out of this mess and during the chaos uh o'brien you know breaks out you know triumph the insult comic dog and and goes viral on insulting the post-coup government and then he's like you know what i'm gonna run for president uh myself because any clown can do it and then we elect him president of the united states that is exactly what happened in ukraine this weekend in ukraine uh, voldemort I can't, it can't be Voldemort. If it is, they should worry because he might turn himself into a giant snake. <laughs> uh, Zelensky, he declared victory last night. He stood on a stage in his campaign headquarters just after the polls closed. The, the theme song that was playing, you know, behind him was not like, you know, he didn't have to sue anybody for, you know, born in the, born in the USA. Bruce Springsteen says Trump can't use it. You don't have to worry about any of that. Because it was his theme song for his comic late night show. For his comedy show, it would be like Johnny Carson <laughs> as your victory song. Okay. His opponent, the previous Ukrainian president, had already conceded defeat before the results even started coming in. It was a blowout. I mean, blowout. He trounced everybody. 73% of the vote. That's the amount of people that were watching I Love Lucy. And we just said how crazy that is. 73% of the vote went to a late night comedian. He is now the president of Ukraine. And he played the president on TV, right? Yes. And that people just were like ah i mean he seems to be funny in that scenario maybe he'll be funny in real life as the president too so the russians are literally at the gates they are at the throats <laughs> of ukraine they've already annexed crimea the russian backed separatists have seized nearly all of eastern ukraine the media rarely even talks about it but there's been an ongoing war in ukraine ever since 2014 13,000 Ukrainians have died. The economy has collapsed. It is an absolute shambles. And they have a comedian. Now, common sense would seem to dictate, you know, maybe somebody who knows what they're doing would be really good. But Ukraine has chosen a late-night comedian. How did this happen? Well, I will, I will tell you. This isn't some crazy Eastern, you know, phenomena here. We elected a game show television host. I mean, Donald Trump was more than that. 
But they say that's one of the reasons why he won is because everyone knew him and they saw him as successful in their living rooms. Now Ukraine has taken this and they've put a comedian in. Do you remember when the world had a problem with Ronald Reagan being an actor? Now, why is this happening? Because everyone, everyone, not just in America, but in the entire Western world, they are sick of the lies. They're tired of the broken promises, the general feeling of being ignored, um, talked down to, pandered to. People in this country, Donald Trump was elected because people were tired of being ignored and lied over and over again, lied to about immigration, the economy, jobs. I mean, when you I, I contend again that the wall is not about Mexico, build the wall is about Washington, D.C. People are so sick of Washington, D.C. and their broken promises that they don't trust anybody to go in and actually fix the broken border system. And so they're like, you know what? Build a damn wall because the next guy, once you build it, it'll be up. And that's exactly why they won't build a wall because you can't reverse the wall. And that's what Americans want. Stop it. Stop playing games with my life and my livelihood. Stop it. You guys don't really even care. Look what's happening in France. The, Fr- the French elected an empty suit, and now their streets look like a war zone every Saturday and Sunday. Why? Because people are sick of it. Look at Brexit. Look at Germany. The old way is busted. Change on a scale we have never seen before is coming. Winter is coming. Every time you hear somebody say, oh, that guy could never become president. Really? A late night comedian just became president of Ukraine. Every time you mock somebody like Alexandria Occasional Cortex, remember the comedian from the Ukraine. It's a new era. The old ways of doing things are gone. It's what truly scares people like Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. They know this doesn't work. And quite honestly, it should uh, terrify all of us just a little bit. What's crazier? You remember when Iceland collapsed. Do you remember how they put together their new constitution? They had people tweet us your ideas. Tweet us your ideas? That's the way you're writing a new constitution? Tweet us your ideas? We had 54 men come together. Some of the greatest brains of of the millennia they worked on that constitution for a very long time 
They didn't have people just tweet their ideas. It's mostly WhatsApp, or how did that work? <laughs> Don't know. Mm. Here is here is something crazier than tweet us your ideas. Here's a guy who's good at mocking the system, and the Russians are at our gates, and we know 70 years ago they slaughtered most of our parents and grandparents. They just slaughtered the whole country. They're at the gates again. Hey, we think the guy who can help us is a guy who's at least honest. I mean, he's a comedian, but at least he's honest. And that media is exactly why Donald Trump won. Because you may not like what he says, you may not agree with what he says, but he says it because that's what he's thinking. X-chair. X-chair. Really, really comfortable chair. A chair that you could sit in all day. In fact, made for that. We spend more time in our office chairs than we do in our beds at night. X-chair is made to fit your body and has all kinds of adjustments. It's more like a recliner than an office chair. It really is that comfortable. Uh, I want you to see it and try it for yourself. Go to xchairbeck.com, xchairbeck.com. You will see how different the X chair really is. The X basic model, $100 off right now or as low as $28 a month with 0% financing. You can order today. You also get a free foot rest if you use this special address. It is xchairbeck.com. Dot com. That's the letter X chair Beck dot com or call eight four 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 X chair one eight four 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 X chair. You know, if you look at the uh, the front runners now, I think you have to put Pete Buttigieg in a front runner category. His polling. I mean, the latest polling is really positive for him. One poll has him at uh, with Biden in the race has him at 17 percent with Holy Biden cow. at 21 and Sanders at 20. So, I mean, and then that's without, crazy. With, that that is, is insane. You, that is uh, the comedian in Ukraine or Donald Trump. That is, uh, I don't know. I listen to the guy. I feel like he's telling me the truth. And they don't care anymore about his experience. Again, the guy's a no. mayor from South Bend, Indiana. Yeah, the um, guy. Well, the guy in the Ukraine. This yeah. is so crazy. People didn't even. He didn't really even have a campaign plan. Yeah, I mean, if a comedian here ran, like uh, Penn Jillette ran for president, magician, TV host really funny known for swearing a lot but very smart very mature ideology incredibly well read incredibly smart you know what you were getting you knew what you were getting and and even with donald trump you may not have known because he had no record but he at least said these are the things things i'm gonna do do, right Right. like i'm gonna be tough on the border etc apparently this guy in ukraine has not said any of those things he has no developed plan at all the only thing he said is that he wants to end the war with russia but he's going to quote try to figure out a way to do it he's not even he doesn't even know what the way is yeah. That's hope and change. And Remember we were saying, what does that mean? Mm. Yeah. And he's oddly avoiding the media. I thought this was pretty interesting because you'd think a guy, like if you know, Pendulette or John Stewart or somebody ran for president, they'd be all over every channel every day doing interviews. That would be the strong point of your candidacy. Right. He's avoiding it. In fact, he was doing to give away who you know, one interview he would do, he made the the journalists play ping pong against each other in a ping pong tournament. And whoever won the ping pong tournament got to get an interview with him. I swear this is an actual true story. That is, I mean, I'm telling you, that's that's where millennials are. 
<laughs> they want to have ping pong no, tournaments they for just, journalists they, and news? No, they just... See, where Donald Trump and, and people our age coming out and we're angry at the press. We're angry at the press. They just think the press is such a joke. Yeah, make them play ping pong against each other. And then that person can... There's no standard. There's nothing. You're jokes. You're jokes. So make them go play ping pong. It's actually... You know, you keep going in that direction, and it's it's kind of scary because they become they become not even not even they're not even worth contempt. You know what I mean? They're just jokes, and that's where I think that's where that's where millennials are. They don't they don't get angry about it. They're just like this is ridiculous. This whole system is ridiculous. Why should I even care? Yeah, make them play ping pong. That's funny. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of the idea is it can it just can't get any worse than what we have. Oh, and I think can. a lot of people say that here. A lot of people say that there. You know, Hindenburg probably sucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what came next was worse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it can get worse. Mm-hmm. Again, like, I don't think there's any problem. Lenin. In, yeah. Couldn't get worse than Lenin. Lenin, right. Stalin. There's no problem, I think, I think it's America is a great country to elect someone who has no previous political experience. It's very central to who we are, I think, mm-hmm. in some ways. Um, but, you know, you should at least know what the person stands for. I don't know. I mean, I would <laughs> I go mean, for Jim Gaffigan. I'd like to draft Jim Gaffigan. If Jim Gaffigan, because, you know, you know, look, he's going to be like, I don't know. I, I'm, I think we should all just go, you know. You want a Twinkie? I'm not going to do anything to hurt Twinkies. <laughs> you know what I mean? There would be a lot of food-related speeches. There would be a lot of the food-related speeches, the union would be and re- it would be good. It would be good. And I could see a ton of people voting Jim Gaffigan. Even though having no idea what he stands yeah, for, just because he's funny and it seems care. like a nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially if he was doing it as a joke. Can you imagine how many people would vote for Jim Gaffigan? I uh, want to tell you a little bit about uh, real estate agents I trust. Uh, when is the official start of spring? Do you know? Um, I, mean, I always feel like it's Easter. Our, yeah. Uh, but this is when people are starting yeah. now to think. It's already in there, I think. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. we're in spring, and uh, now it's time to sell your house or buy a new one. Now is the time to do it. You need a great real estate agent. You need somebody who really knows what they're doing. Um, we have been working... For the last, I don't know, almost 10 years now with 500 of the best uh, real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And their ideas help formulate this this company that is really a matchmaking service. We go out, we find the best real estate agent in your area, and then we match you with them. They'll help you sell your house on time for the most amount of money or help you find that right new house. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Oh, my God. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Believe it or not, it has been 20 years since Columbine. Now, doesn't it seem longer than that? When I said believe it or not, it seems so much longer than that. 20 years ago, the Columbine shooting happened. The 20th anniversary, thank God, was on a weekend, and it was uh, Saturday. We have 
the first student that was shot in the library. He survived. He was also the last person to talk to the killers. We have him and his perspective in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ronald Reagan said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. Think of that. From extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. (sighs) Have we done our job as parents? Um, We are looking at a different world in a very short period of time. If things don't go exactly right, uh, we could be looking at a a nation that is no longer free, does not have the free market system in it. Uh, Bernie Sanders is serious about what he wants to do, and so are a lot of others who are socialists. What are you do? What have you done to protect your family? What have you done to protect yourself against the next big downturn? Goldline has been there to help me, my family, and friends of mine to be able to um, have something of value in the next great downturn. I want you to call them and read their important risk information at 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE. I know these operators. I've met them several times. They're really, really great people, and they, they actually say, we know when it's a Glenn Beck listener because your listeners are always so polite and so kind and so nice. We actually fight over them. Um, and I'm like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose there. <laughs> but they really, they really, really uh, respect you. They'll give you all the information. You go back, you do your own homework and figure out if gold or silver is right for you. It is for my family. See how easy it is to own gold or silver at 866-GOLDLINE. That's 1-866-GOLDLINE. Read their important risk information, find out, and then act on it. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Twenty years ago, this Saturday, a guy named Evan Todd was a student at Columbine High School. He was the first shot in the library. Uh, he uh, had had been and sh- um, incurred shotgun wounds in the face, in the neck, and in the back. He was able to remain clear enough to convince them not to finish him off. He's on the phone with us today. Evan, welcome. Good morning, Glenn. Good to talk to you. <laughs> Great to talk to you. Um, first of all, how was this weekend for you? Uh, this weekend was, it was a long pressure, but, um, you know, it was really encouraging because I saw a lot of old classmates. Uh, we went to the school and gathered, um, and it was it was encouraging to see how far people have come and in the path and road to recovery. Yeah. So tell me about that day first, um, uh, uh, about those guys coming in. I prefer not to use their names and give them any more glory, but those guys coming in and, uh, uh, and, and, and shooting you and you're the first, what, what happened? Yeah, the shooting started outside and, uh, it was, you know, confusing at first, but as the shots got closer, uh, we knew what was going on and, 
most everyone had made their way under a desk or hiding behind bookshelves. And I had, I was behind a pillar trying to decide whether I was going to hide or run. And I kept looking around the pillar and that's when one of the, uh, the murderer saw me and he lowered his shotgun and fired. And that's when I was hit on the lower left side of my back. And then uh, he fired a couple more shots, went over my head, and that's when I got the shrapnel blown back into my face. And um, and you talked to them? You spoke to them? Yeah, after they'd come into the library, and basically everything that had happened in the library happened, they came back around to where I was at. And one of them kneeled down and put a gun to my head, and he asked, why shouldn't we kill you? And I told him, look, I've been good to you and everyone in this school, and you know it. And something happened in that moment. His facial expression changed. He lowered his gun. He started to, to stand up. And he turned to the other one and said, you can kill him if you want. They debated back and forth and talked for a minute and then decided to, to let me go. And they left the library at that time. I mean, there's so much to take apart uh, and unpack there. Um, but it was your character that saved your life you had been kind to them you know i i i i know i knew them by i recognized their face um i was a football player and they worked on the rebel news network which is our you know little news team inside the school and so i had a feeling that they knew who i was just from the reports and but something something about that moment hit and struck the chord and uh and they ended up letting me go so um, I believe that they, they did know who I was, and I had never done anything to them, uh, and that was that was true as well. So how badly injured were you? You know, I was definitely one of the lucky ones. Um, I went to the uh, local ER close to the school. Um, I was out by the end of the day, mm. and I was backpacking three months later and playing football the following mm. fall. Um, so I was, I was definitely very fortunate and blessed. But you didn't stay in the library. You you had your chance to live and either stay there and remain safe, uh, but you didn't. You actually went and saved the lives of others. Yeah, when they left the library, um, there was an exit to the outside where um, a bunch of students ran out. And, uh, and when we got outside, there were even more students that were hiding behind police cars and and uh, little outbuildings, sheds, and people who were bleeding out. And I had been trained in first aid through the Boy Scouts. And, you know, some of the simple things of getting people into the sun and keeping them warm, plugging wounds, the most basic first aid definitely helped uh, keep keep students alive. And, you know, everyone that made it to a doctor ER survived that day. And that's just a testament to our medical system. You know, if we got them to help they lived how did you know to put them in the sun and do those things it was it was definitely from the the first day training you know keep keep someone warm keep them conscious we were talking to them where did you uh, get the training through the boy scouts (laughs) Uh, um yeah the first day merit badge yeah was, was where where i first got it you you were actually awarded the national um uh Honor medal, were you not? Honor medal, yeah. yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, and that, and I was not the only one. There were, um, there were four other scouts at Columbine that day that received awards. Um, 
that for helping other students in first aid. Uh, and one of the students who actually kept Dave Sanders um, alive and um, well for several hours after he incurred his, his injuries um, in, the, in the science room, and he, he received an award as well. So, Evan, I'm uh, obviously a lot older than you are, and I remember that day, and I remember thinking, what the hell is happening to our country? I had never seen anything like yeah. this. Those look like the good old days um, now with everything that we we see uh, in the news. I just read with a Huffington Post, uh, Satan is having a, uh, a moment. And it was a story about how Satanists aren't so bad. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'd, everything is flipped upside down. As you, yeah. as you look at the world today, what's happening to us? And is there anything that you pull from Columbine that gives you extra insight? Yeah, you know, I think, I think some of the, the stuff that led up to Columbine was just the, per, you know, the permissive sense that we had that, you know, things are okay. They're going through a phase, you know, who cares if they're, you know, these two, they worshiped Hitler and death and destruction. And, and that was okay. Did you know that before? Did you know that before they came in with guns? No, I mean, they were, you know, they were, you know, they, they're, they're the way that they dressed in some of the patches and things that you knew that they had different views on the different things. But, um, you know, I didn't know anything really about them before everything happened. Everything I've learned about them has been you know, from their writings and um, videos and things that they made before. Yeah. yeah. Talking to Evan Todd, he's in uh, After Columbine is the show uh, done by PureFlix TV. You can see it at aftercolumbine.tv for free. Um, your survivor, Evan, and I have to say when I was seeing that the 20th anniversary was coming up of Columbine, and I saw that it fell on a Saturday. I just said, thank God. Like, I, yeah. God only knows what would have happened if that was during a school day somewhere in this country. And I'm wondering, are you surprised by the sort of dark interest that still seems to, to find so many people, so many lost souls that are looking for some meaning in, in, in replicating this event? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot to that. I mean, I think there are a lot of people who are searching for meaning, and they're finding it obviously in the wrong places, uh, and it's misplaced. And I think that is a failure that we have in society is not filling that that void. Um, but I think it's also the the fact that people are looking for infamy, and and they're looking for uh, a way to. And I think it's because we haven't found ways to actually stop these from happening. Uh, it gives people encouragement that they may be the next you know, big name. And, and I think if we can solve that problem, these will start to, to diminish and go away as because, well. Because there is no difference between fame and infamy anymore. Fame is just fame. Yeah. Doesn't matter if yeah. you, what you did to become famous. That's true. And it's sad. Uh, Evan, you, you mentioned making sure these things don't happen again. Certainly there's a big portion of this country that would bring up the idea that we have not done enough to stop, uh, guns and and the way the, you know people can get their hands on them. What are your feelings about those arguments? I, I mean, is that something you think about? Yeah, it definitely is. You know, and, and just to you know, I mean, back when Columbine happened, I had the same access to guns in fact more than the two that tried to murder me and my classmates. 
so access is it's in the heart. Um, you know, and then on the side of protecting our schools, it's something that has come a long way. There are some fabulous school districts out there who are physically protecting, defending their schools with firearms, and that's something I stand behind. It's you know, when, when this happens, we need somebody on campus that can physically stop it from from going on and, and saving lives. And so I work with teachers even here in Colorado to um, get them trained and so that they can carry concealed on, on school campus. Uh, there's a three part series again, made by pure flicks. Uh, and you can find it at after TV. part one of the series focuses on faith. Part two focuses on forgiveness and part three focuses on hope. If we as a nation just did those three things, focus on faith, forgiveness, and hope, we'd be a different country, um, and we'd be much, much happier. Evan, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. You bet. Simply Safe. I've known these guys for a very, very long time. Um, they have uh, They've just put uh, a really cool doorbell uh, in where you can, if somebody's ringing your doorbell, have you seen this yet? Simply Safe. You ring the the uh, doorbell with Simply Safe, and it alerts your phone, and you no, can uh, say, "Oh yeah, uh, yeah, hang on, just say you." So you can answer it anywhere. It's amazing. Yeah, and you answer the phone, and then if you want to, you can give them the code. You can shut off the alarm system, and then give them the code for the, or, or you do the the code yourself uh, remotely. Open up the door. Just leave the package right inside. Close the door. You watch them close the door. Leave. You reset the lock and you reset the alarm. It's amazing. It's am- That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, Simply Safe. Uh, they are really, really great, and they have twenty four seven monitoring. Uh, you, like I said, you can watch your own home, you know, on the phone. But also, they have twenty four seven professional monitoring and police dispatch. It's only fifteen dollars a month. That is a fraction of what you're going to be charged. And there's no wiring that you have to do. Everything is wireless. Go to simplysafebeck.com and try it now. Simplysafebeck.com. Order your system at that address, and you're going to save ten percent. It's simplysafebeck.com. We break now for 10 seconds station ID. <sighs> you know, I was um I, I was I was doing a lot of uh homework. We have a special coming up. First special tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. It's a, a special episode of the Glenn Beck television program uh, that is our election uh, report. Socialist Spotlight, Glenn. Is, like what is we that what we're to. calling that's, it? That's what we're calling it off the air. The so- Socialist Spotlight. Yeah. It's just a look at each Democratic uh, nominee. We did Joe Biden last Joe Biden week. got two weeks. <laughs> yeah, he did. There was a lot there to say about Joe Biden. We He was the last one. Uh, this time it's Kamala Harris, is it not? Uh, yeah. And the first thing we're going to do is tell everyone it's Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. Okay. Not Kamala. Kamala. I want to say Kamala every single time. Okay. It's Kamala. 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 Kamala Harris. Uh, yes. We're going to do a little profile on Kamala. She it's remains a kind uh, of an amazing story. Yeah. Kamala. Her background is really interesting bizarre. and bizarre. We're going to get into to that. 
And it's interesting in that uh, this is a big week. Obviously, everyone knows and will always know. Like, you know, December 7th, 1941. Everyone remembers the date lived in infamy. Mm-hmm. This will be remembered as Seth Moulton Day. Ah. Uh, because today was the, the day. Of time. Yeah. People will look back and say, what were you doing on Seth Moulton Day? Mm. And what you were doing is whatever you're doing right now, because he announced to run for president today. And you're thinking to yourself, who's Seth Moulton? Isn't that what chickens do when they lose their feathers or something? Run for president? <laughs> no, something no. about Seth Moulton. Oh, Seth Moulton. Uh, yeah, they yeah, do Seth yeah. Moulton themselves. Yes, okay. Uh, and people, when they light themselves on fire, also a Seth Moulton. Hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, but Seth Moulton is going. Uh, he's going to be uh, surely elected president of the United States, but this is still at the beginning stages. He's a congressman from Massachusetts. Ah, Not ah. seen to be a legitimate threat for the nomination, but then again, I will say, people were like, a mayor from South Bend, Indiana... And now it's only one poll, but he has one poll where he has hit 17% in a poll that includes Biden. If I had um, to make a prediction, he's going to be the nominee. I mean, it's very early. Yeah, I know. Here's the problem with, with Buttigieg. I get them wrong. I'm, I'm endorsing him. Yes. I'm endorsing him. <laughs> You've endorsed all 19 candidates I'm uh, just yes. to ruin their lives. Yeah, just because if I endorse somebody, <laughs> they are guaranteed to lose. So I endorse Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> so we have uh, categories we've broken these guys into, and, and, and ladies. From front runners to, yeah, they got a shot, to, I mean, maybe if everything goes right. And then there's, eh, probably not. And then, ah, uh, no. Okay. We put Seth Moulton in the, ah, uh, no category. However, he is running. I started Pete Buttigieg, controversially, by the way, mm-hmm. in the, I mean, maybe if everything goes right category. And because the only reason I did that, I even put him there, was because of the odd affection shown to him by Barack Obama and people close to Barack Obama. People, he's has this. He has this level of like, here's our new up and comer sort of choice, mm-hmm. and that's why I even put him in that category, which is the third kind of category. We've already moved him up to, yeah, they've got a shot, and we may go all the way up to front runner soon. The issue here is the initial category name, which is, I mean, maybe if everything goes right, is where we put Buttigieg. The thing is, everything's gone right so far. Yeah, but at they these nineteen people or eighteen others. And then 19, assuming on Wednesday when Joe Biden gets into the race, the 19 other candidates are not just going to hand this guy the nomination. They're going to eventually start saying critical things about him. So far, no one has said anything critical about him. And so it's it's easy to rise in the polls when that happens. May I? I mean, people like Herman Cain did that. Fred Thompson did that. Bernie Sanders is currently leading because Bernie Sanders uh, is so damn crazy. And he says who he is. Okay, mm-hmm. so he's leading because he's not really a politician. Yeah, I mean, he's not even really a Democrat. Right? He's, he's not an really even. He may be an alien. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> um, Kamala Harris. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't have an explanation for other than she's kind of likable. Uh, she uh, seems kind of relatable. She's a black woman. You know, diversity. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Cory Booker, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, Bob Frank O'Rourke, <laughs> Julian Castro, Kirsten Gillibrand. Okay, just take those of the leaders. You put Pete Buttigieg in there while he's a politician. He's unlike any of the others. Remember, Donald Trump was unlike anyone else ever. Mm-hmm. 
Now Pete Buttigieg is different than everyone else running. Why is he different than everyone else? Why do you think? Because he is, he doesn't seem like a slick politician at this point. He seems like a guy who is the average Democrat who, you know, I'm for big welfare state. I'm for these things. I'm for health care. You know, but I don't hate Christians. I don't hate everybody. I just want to get along with everybody. And I'm tired of all these insiders in Washington because they, they're just full of crap. And this guy seems like he's not full of crap. He's just the guy at the other end of the bar stool. You know, at the at the bar and sitting on the stool just saying things that people say. Like, yeah, so what? I'm gay and I don't that doesn't mean I have to hate Chick-fil-A. I think he has some of the same qualities that people were looking for with Donald Trump. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Just on the other side. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Car Shield. Um, if your car uh, does not have a warranty, boy, do you need one. The cars are not like they used to be. You know, you used to you used to be able to go down to, you know, Pet Boys and, and grab a part and be able to fix it. You and your dad or, you know, you, you know, or, or not me, anybody but me. But now it's $1,000 for a sensor, for a sensor. You open up hoods today and you're not going to fix that thing. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair really easy. You can have your favorite mechanic do it. The dealership doesn't matter, and you're not waiting for a check. They pay the the uh, mechanic or the shop directly, so you're you don't have to worry about it at all. This is insurance that you you need. I mean, it's um, you know it's extended coverage, and I'm telling you, your car goes down. Do you have 500 bucks to fix it? Don't don't deal with that. Don't deal with that. Go to carshield.com. Use the promo code Beck. You'll save 10%. Carshield.com. Do yourself a favor. Use promo code Beck. Tonight we look at the attacks all over the world. It's not just Sri Lanka when, on Christians. You need to see that show. Kamala Harris, the, the socialist spotlight is tomorrow on Glenn Beck TV. You know, there's not a lot of uh, place in public where you can talk about redemption. Uh, you can talk about what Easter was really all about, uh, and that is, you know, the Messiah coming and laying down his life for us and showing us that there is a, a path back to sanity, back to redemption, a way to start all over. You know, um, I have lots of atheist friends and, um, uh, you know, we'll we'll talk from time to time about this and I'll say, you know, what difference does it make? And my friends who are atheists are not like this. They're not the, you know, radical atheists. They're just the ones who just don't happen to believe themselves. And uh, and it does it, to me, in some ways, it doesn't matter. This is a very, I think, probably Jordan Peterson, where redemption is so important for the human psyche that even if it was all made up and I don't believe it, it was, I do believe in the resurrection and I do believe in the afterlife, but even if it was, it is so effective at making people giving people the ability to start all over again and 
and coming to terms with what they've done and putting it into place, that it is, it's critical. It's critical. And we're not, we're not fully exercising it ourselves. I don't know how much critical thinking we're even doing on ourselves anymore. You know, you get up in the morning and you check your phone. You've now put your phone in charge of your thoughts for the day. If that's the first thing you do in the morning, you're not taking charge. You're not thinking, what am I going to do today? What do I have to do? What am I thinking about? Instead, you look at the phone and you're responding. We're all becoming responders. We're not independent actors. We're just responding to the world. That doesn't go well. It just doesn't go well. A guy who is so famous for Duck Dynasty... Phil Robertson, he came in and we did the podcast for Saturday. I thought there's nobody better than Phil Robertson for Easter, for an Easter message. Um, because this guy needed redemption. This guy was a hard living. Did you know his past, Stu, before the podcast? I knew about what you just said, that he, that he had a hard living life. Right. But nothing more than that. No idea about how hard he was here's a little clip from the podcast on saturday phil robertson now we live in a culture now it seems like they're mad and i haven't even spoken yet (laughs) i haven't even Mm -hmm. voiced an opinion yet Mm -hmm. but they seem angry they seem mad and i'm like i'm listening to them and they're they're constantly ranting, and 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 and, and mm-hmm. you're looking at them, and you're like, so I've come to a conclusion that if you ever get in the state of mind, Romans one twenty eight says, because they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, they're not getting any knowledge of God in the school system. They're certainly not getting any knowledge of God in the news media for the most part. You're like, they're certainly not getting it out of government. Every once in a while, a little lip service, you know, you know, God help us. But you say, it is not coming out of Hollywood. You say, well, where would they get a consciousness of God? If, if none of the school system, if none of them are taught that, you're like, my goodness, since they don't think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, God gives them over to a depraved mind. You're talking to depraved people who are mad. They're mad because they have a problem. It's sin, but they don't know what their problem is. It's a fascinating conversation, especially coming from a guy who started where he started. Uh, Here he is on Miss Kay, his wife, and fame. Listen. She waited me out, Miss Kay, mm. when I finally came to Jesus. She said, finally, now, my boys would say things like, uh, does that mean daddy's not with the devil anymore? She said, that's what it means. He's done with that. She said, y'all going to have a lot better daddy now. And then we all took off, and we looked up one day, I've told people this before, Beck. Yes, I ended up rich and famous. And and yes, 
You can do it without a cell phone or a computer. You can pull it off. I don't know how many have pulled it off without any use of a cell phone or computer, but I was able to pull it off. But all the money that came our way can't remove my sin. Yeah. And no matter how famous I even think I am, you say, can it raise you from the dead, Phil? I'm like, not even close. So I I have to be careful to keep everything in perspective here. There is a God in heaven, and I am here to serve him. Thank you for blessing me. I don't care too much about the fame. It's a pretty good hassle. But, Lord, I'll serve you faithfully. Just help me serve you. That's Phil Robertson, uh, the podcast, a, a very frank conversation um, when he goes in to talk about who he was and where he came from. Uh, I had no idea. I had no idea when, you know, Miss Kay said, does that mean daddy's not with the devil anymore? <laughs> yeah, it really in that case, it really kind of it really kind of did. And by the way, the other thing I just of note on this. There's only one other person that calls me back. <laughs> he never called me Glenn and Bill O'Reilly never calls me Glenn Phil Robertson and Bill O'Reilly have that in common Beck they're the only two that have ever done that you should see what I call you no I know that <laughs> but that's the, you're in the majority you're in the majority on that alright let me tell you about relief factor if you are in constant pain, you are not alone, and I know it because I was in constant pain for a long time. In America, it is estimated that over 50 million people miss work due to pain. These Americans spend over $2,000 a year to combat their pain. 66% of us believe you're going to live the rest of your life in pain. Don't live that way. Don't live that way another day. Please just try Relief Factor. It has, it's something that Tanya made me try, and I am so grateful I listen to my wife occasionally. Relief Factor. I should listen to her more. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384 or go to ReliefFactor.com. Welcome to the program. Uh, I don't know if you've seen, there's headlines going around, Donald Trump hits lowest ever. Uh, 37, uh, 37% likability. Well, that's one poll. He's anywhere between 37 and 47. Lowest poll, 37. Highest poll, 47. He's somewhere in the probably 42% range, um, if we were going to be honest and fair about it. Uh, and that's not a great number, but that is a, that's a number that I think pretty much Aren't all the presidents now lately been in the 50s, low 50s, uh, high 40s? Yeah, I mean, Obama was, you know, he was uh, he had a pretty bad approval rating, honestly, for most of his presidency. He was in the 40s uh, a lot. Uh, I mean, you know, George W. Bush went from a very wide range from like 29 percent, 27 percent to 92 percent approval rating, which is quite a quite a range for eight years. But I just I just want to I just want to juxtapose this because you're just never getting perspective ever getting perspective aoc she's the darling of the left Mm -hmm. her approval rating donald trump's lowest approval rating is 37 he's about 42 but his lowest is 37 and he's a pariah 
AOC has an approval rating of 31%. Now, that's up from February's number of 26% approval. And sometimes you can have one of these situations where you have a a figure, they have 26% approval, but you have to give the context. Maybe people don't know who she is, right? Maybe it's 26 to 10 Mm -hmm. and everyone else is unfamiliar. Not the case with Ocasio-Cortez. This is a woman who one year ago was a waitress at a bar and now 70% of the nation has come up with an opinion on her. I mean, that is an incredible... And really, let's be honest about it. No one knew who she was until election night. Yeah. Okay? We are in April, so it's now, what, you know, five months later? And 70% of the population has come up with an opinion on her. She is 31% favorable, 41% unfavorable, and minus 10 uh, on the net favorability ranking. If you look at if you look at this, do remember she's the face of the Democratic Party. Uh, okay, well she's a little more popular. She's what plus forty one with uh, Democrats. She have, yeah she's a plus forty one with Democrats now. Uh, Kamala Harris mm-hmm. is a plus fifty among Democrats. Elizabeth Warren is a plus forty one. Donald Trump among Republicans is a plus 50. So, I mean, look at that. Look at that. She's got a anywhere between a 26 and a 31. Let's give her 30. That she's at a 30% approval rating. You can't do anything with 30% approval rating. You just you can't. You can't. She's moving the entire party seemingly. I know. It's interesting to see that that battle but it Go shows on. she's somewhat likable. She's just I do not find her likable at all. I have to say it. I do well, not I find should her say likable. I found her likable at the beginning and then she just became strident and I don't find her likable anymore. I mean, there are certain people, certain Democrats I do find likable. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Ocasio-Cortez is not one of them. I mean, she's just I she find her incredibly did, grating. Did you see the video of the eight year old? <laughs> play this this is an eight-year-old who looks just like ocasio cortez just a mini me but if you listen to what she's saying I, she may be the speechwriter for ocasio cortez <laughs> like i'm alexandria ocasio cortez aka aoc and like i want to talk about like climate change because like there's no doubt cow farts are making the climate change. Like in July, the climate was 96 degrees. And in February, the climate was 36 degrees. OMG, like that's a huge change in the climate <laughs> in only four months. Like at this rate, the world is going to end in exactly 12 years. And like I'm only 29 years old now. So the world will be over when I'm only 37 years old. (laughs) Like, I also want to talk about socialism because socialism is so amazing. Like, socialism is actually short for social media. Did you know that? Like, I use social media, so I'm a socialist. And, like, three (laughs) of the most successful countries in the world are socialists, too. Venezuela. Facebook and Twitter are all very successful socialist countries. I have a lot of friends who moved to America from Facebook. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a, a parody. First of all, obviously, you can understand the joke there that mm-hmm. she's the little kid is much smarter than mm-hmm. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we used to do this all the time on More on Trivia. We would call people 
all over the country and asked them what is socialism and overwhelmingly the response was it was social media or being social with others yeah and that is like not fixed calls i honestly thought some people would get it and some people would butcher the explanation i I was shocked at how similar the definition was from so many people who thought it was related to like Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. socialism. It's being it's being social. It's it's socializing with people. Yeah. It's being it's being kind to people. Is is as deep as, as you deep could as ever you go. Mm-hmm. It's just being kind to people. No, no, that no, no, that's not what it is. Socialism is not sharing. People like to make it out to be sharing. It's not sharing. sharing. Is sharing. Sharing is caring. But sharing is. Sharing is sharing is sharing and also charity. And we are all yeah. for sharing and charity. An incredibly important part of sharing is the willing participation by the person losing their stuff. Because it changes their heart. Yeah, that's a real big part of it. And just the fact that someone just takes it out of your paycheck. I mean, we've been seeing all these stories about taxes where people don't know that they got tax cuts because their withholdings is, is, is more accurate this year than it was last year. The president should do this. The president should change i don't know why can't 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 he do that i mean, you'd have to go through, i mean it would have to be a, 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 a legislation of some sort i'd imagine oh my um, gosh it would be so you, good I think if what you had to pay is, yeah paying a check you every, pay it by check every you could do it every two weeks but you have to write the check it can even be calculated you know for you it'll say on your pay stub this is how much you pay and then you have to pay it the reason why they won't do it is because a lot of people will be like, I'm not paying that. Yeah, they would get a revolt immediately and, immediately, and they wouldn't get the money they want. Correct. Also, people don't really write checks anymore. That would be another complication. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. But. <laughs> but you have to do the auto pay. You have mm-hmm. to go into bill pay, and you have to type the number in yeah. and send it. And it be the same exact amount of money, but I guarantee there would be a much different reaction. People just, and they have successfully, withholding has successfully implemented the idea the progressive idea that it's their money that they're letting you have some of the only time you ever hear anybody talk about it is when they first get a job Mm -hmm. and they look at that check and they look at that check check and they're like wait a minute wait a minute what oh yeah that's the only time you'll see it with like you know football players who give a big Mm -hmm. check or whatever but nobody yeah. else talks about it because we, we all go numb inside. Yeah, we're all, the NFL draft is this week, and I remember hearing a story of a guy, an offensive lineman, who said, you know, I, 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 all the guys I knew in college, they were all Democrats until that first paycheck, yep. and they all turned into Republicans. Yep. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> yep. to it. That's the way it works. All right. Uh, more tonight uh, at 5 o'clock on what happened in Sri Lanka. We'll give you that 5 o'clock only on the Blaze TV. BlazeTV.glen. I'm sorry, .com slash Glen. BlazeTV.com slash Glen. Promo code Glen. You'll save 10%. And while we're here, Thursday, the NFL draft, Glen, who do you think is going first and what are the reasons? Uh, I think Kamala Harris. No, I mean, uh, the football. What? Joe Biden?